0: The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com I love under the
1: Louder. If you going to let me down, let me down gently. Don't pretend that you don't want me. I love ain't no one under the bridge. I love it, Adele.
0: We're getting into Adele at sex and other human activities. I'm Marcus Parks. Everybody, I'm
1: Jackie Zabrowski. It's just stuck in my head.
0: Just Adele's just stuck in your head. You've been listening to Adele today. Yeah, okay.
1: I've been trying to feel empowered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I Abby, mean, are you feeling empowered because you had a bit of a panic attack last night?
1: I did have a very big panic attack last night, and especially it's one of those things too when it's been a few weeks. Oh yeah, and I've been on a good, I've been on a good stretch. I've been feeling good and then just (laughs) 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 all of it I was was on fire (laughs) my brain was on fire it was just you know when it's all of a sudden it's like you're looking at your next few days like oh man everything's gonna be great and then you get one thing and then it's one thing and then it's one thing and then everything is backed up backed up and then you you look at your next few days and it's going to be two and a half days of just oh my god I don't know how I'm going to handle it Mm mm-hmm so I had a panic attack last night um, Pretty harsh Usually I uh, Tend to have panic attacks alone And I didn't I was with Doug And we were hanging out with uh, our roommates And I just had to like Take a break because I just got one more email mm-hmm. And I just burst into tears and I went to the other room and of course you know he's used to that I cry a lot Mm -hmm. but he didn't know if it was a good thing or it was a bad like he just didn't so he came in I was just like I just need I need a few minutes I need a few minutes he said okay so he just took his guitar and sat like outside of the bedroom just kind of like keyed around while I sat and just (sighs) On uh, on the bed looking into the mirror Mm -hmm. (laughs) Telling myself that everything was going to be okay And then I came back out And he's like so what's going on And we talked about it And he helped me go through step by step Of what my schedule was going to be And what I had to do And one of the biggest things is that You know I still have a day job And when all of these other things build up Going to a day job is imperative Because I need the money Mm -hmm. And you have to have the money but sometimes if if you can find something in your schedule to say no to that will make everything a lot easier, you have to. And I'm very bad at that. And he really helped me that he's he finally was like, you, you have to just take off work tomorrow.
0: Well, you're just generally bad at saying no. I am. Yeah.
1: Always. I'm always bad at saying no, especially yeah. if it's something that, you know, I could— I, I think is going to be a great next big thing. And it, it never is. And so I, you say, yes, 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 yes. And it is very hard for me. And he helped me to say no to that. And it immediately made my chest relax. Mm-hmm. It made my whole body completely. And it didn't take away all of the stress. But it that one big chunk of time, sometimes time is just worth so much more than money. But I feel like not only in our business, but in in everybody's lives, you think that making money is the number one principle, that you have to make the money. And sometimes for the sake of your sanity, you can't make the money.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you do have to make the money. Sometimes you got to make rent and sometimes you just got to power through. That's just a fact of life. Yes. But sometimes you can give up a little bit of that money for some sanity. Uh, and I think if you have that opportunity, you should take it. If you don't, you know, if it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm having a panic attack. I've got way too much going on this week. And that can be for anybody. You know, it could be a college student with way too many tests. Uh, you know, it could be People somebody with
1: multiple jobs. I mean, is everyone yeah. gets themselves in these situations.
0: Everybody absolutely does. Uh, But sometimes you might have to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the sake of your sanity, and that is completely and totally okay, and in fact, is preferable. Uh, Sometimes you just have to do this. Sometimes you have to give up little creature comforts for the sake of your own sanity, and I think that's a very important lesson to learn.
1: And I mean, and I know this sounds so silly because I'm not a big Valentine's Day person, but I I looked at him, I was like, this is the money I wanted to spend on your Valentine's Day gift, and he's like... When have we ever given a <laughs> fuck about Valentine's Day? Yeah, exactly. What does it matter? He's like, you know what I want to do? I want to hang out with you
0: and watch a movie. Yeah. And that's free at home. uh, As me and Carolina are doing, she is getting a good old-fashioned playlist for... uh, There (laughs) you go! (laughs) For Valentine's Day. And then he finally
1: told me that he's making me something for Valentine's Day. I was just like... And then, of course, I burst into tears because of that. (laughs) And it was... You know, it's not even... And it's it's just funny because I feel like it's the, like, age-old lore of, like, oh, it must be her time of the month. It's like, he knows. like, it's not at all. Mm -mm. I just, you know, I, I... The tears I just can't stop a lot Mm -hmm. And um, and so It's things like that that Sometimes you He knew I needed help And he was good at helping me By not forcing me to do anything Mm -hmm. But by guiding me and that is something that is very useful, not only with people that have issues, but just in general, that if someone's going through a bad time, someone like, that, that obviously just needs to be talked to, that sometimes, I mean, all the time, you can't force anybody to do anything, but you can guide them into making a better decision.
0: Uh, It's what we've talked about before, is helping someone to feel human. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because when you're in the middle of a panic attack or in the middle of depression or a manic phase or something like that, you don't feel human. Uh, And that's what you got to do with your partner who's going through stuff, is you got to make them feel human again. Just guide them back to some form of normalcy, whatever that means for that person. Because we all have a different definition of normalcy. (laughs) 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 Nobody's baseline is the same no uh so you just gotta help them guide them back to their version of normalcy and that's really all you can do you can't fix anybody you can't fix anything for anybody else uh if you're having a problem the only person that can fix that problem is you uh but if you have a partner that's going through something what you can do is just guide them back to steady ground
1: and that's what happened. And I just need. And honestly, that was the best Valentine's Day gift I could have gotten. Was him talking me off of a ledge last night.
0: Yeah, him just saying,
1: "Say no, <laughs> say no,
0: just say no." No, <laughs> say say no. no. That's yeah. all you got to do. And you, and everybody is allowed to say no. And I think uh, some people who suffer from anxiety, I think they say yes because of anxiety. Yes. I think you say yes because of anxiety because you are worried that if you don't say yes to everything, you're going to miss the big thing. Uh, and I think a lot lot. lot of people do that with uh, a lot of people with anxiety do that. Uh, And I think the important thing is that saying no will a lot of times alleviate more anxiety than saying yes.
1: I mean, even to a point that I have a good friend of mine that just makes me think of that, that I just realized I think she probably does have anxiety issues. That even if she doesn't come out with us for, like, we're going out to get drinks, I have to send her pictures of what's happening (laughs) when we're hanging out, just in case anything, like, great happens. (laughs) And she's 33 years old, right? You know, it's it's not, like, a young person that I'm talking about here, but I mean, that is just a different form of anxiety that even if you do say no for something like that, for either you know, financial reasons or for sanity reasons or to get some sleep or just to have a night in and you still want to be involved, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's, a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other anxiety party, I think.
0: But the important thing to uh, remember is that you can't always say no. Right. You, know, that, that's, you still have to say yes, and you still have to get yourself out of your comfort zone sometimes because that's a part of getting over anxiety is putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. But you have to make a uh, decision as to what is getting outside of your comfort zone and what is keeping your sanity intact.
1: Well, and I think that that is, if you identify as someone that always says yes, then you should say no sometimes. And if you identify as someone that always says no, say yes. Yeah. I think, and that's a good thing to live by just in general and it's like well I've said you know no to the past 15 things I'm going to do this yeah I'm going to get out of the house today and I'm going to do this yeah
0: and if you're worried about like well what is uh saying yes to get out of my comfort zone and what is uh saying no to get out of my comfort zone if you're wondering how to tell the difference between the two most of the time you can't until you actually do it uh you're gonna have to do some trial and error because that's what dealing with mental illness is all about it's all about trial and error uh because there is no answer There is no one thing that works for everybody There's no one thing that we can all do uh, It's all trial and error So just remember that Because if you make a fuck up Or if, you, you know, if things don't turn out The way that uh, you really want them to Don't beat yourself up over it You're just trying out something new You're trying out what works for you uh, And the longer it goes The more you can narrow things down uh, To a tailor made life
1: But it's actually interesting. I think that just put new perspective on my panic attack last evening was that I'm in a new place in my career, not, you know, you know, otherwise, but the fact that I'm working alone for the first time ever. And that is scary because i've worked with other people my whole life
0: what 13 my years my whole career yeah, yeah.
1: I've, I've always i've written with people i've acted with people i always have someone by my side and now i'm doing things alone and it's fucking terrifying yeah i don't know how to do it alone
0: i don't know how to do it alone
1: but but you're right it's trial and error so some things are going to work and some things aren't going to work and you take it thing by thing
0: yeah thing but
1: thing, <laughs> Oh God, I'm crying. <laughs> well, we can get to the letters. Let's get to
0: letters. All right.
1: Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm not crying. I'm
0: just. I'm just y- leaking. I'm just leaking. <laughs> uh, what are we gonna call this uh, first, dude?
1: Fish and chips. Hey, fish and chips. I like that.
0: Fishy and chippy.
1: What's fishy and chippy?
0: I don't know. Oh, oh, I, oh, I thought it was something. I was like, tell me more about it. I want to know. It's just a happy song. Oh, I like it. Thank yeah. you. I needed the happy song. Of course. I know how to cheer you up. <laughs> <laughs> Make a happy song. What am I... <laughs> if you need some cheering up, get a happy, happy song, song. <laughs> in your heart.
1: <laughs> it's in my heart. I feel it. It's replaced the empowerment of Adele. I needed a happy song. <laughs>
0: All right, here we go. Hey, Marcus and Jackie. Touching on your last show, I've had depression for the last three years and haven't accepted any drug because I used breathing techniques and meditation, but to be honest, it can only get me so far. I'm not sure whether or not I should accept medi- medication since drugs and psychedelics got me into this mess in the first place, but meditation and looking inward really helps. Thanks for a good show, guys, and I enjoy following your journey, Marcus, the things you experience I can relate to, so if you find a quote-unquote cure... Let me know sincerely, fish and chips. Of course, if you haven't listened to uh, the last episode, uh, I have been going through, uh, you know, finding the right medication, you know, going through some, a lot of depression stuff over the last couple of months, and I am... Cautiously reporting that seems like this new medication is working out pretty good. You got a good aura. I got it. Thank you. you. I got a good aura. I feel like I got a good aura. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm doing okay. Um, the problem with uh, these medications is that you know you'll you'll start to feel good and then a little while in uh, the side effects can start to kick in. So I haven't really had any side effects other than some light drowsiness, uh, which is fine. I can absolutely deal with some light drowsiness. It's just another thing to adjust to. Um, so, you know, I'm waiting for the side effect to kick in like I did with the last one, the restlessness uh, and uh, the anxiety. I'm kind of waiting for a side effect to kick in. But so far, I've been on it for a few weeks and it's working out pretty good. Hell yeah. Uh, the other thing that uh, this was actually something that a listener wrote in and suggested and suggested to me, B vitamins. I don't know. If it really has a hell of a whole lot to do with how I'm feeling, all I know is that I've been taking B vitamins for about a week, and I have noticed a change. I have noticed, have, I have noticed uh, a little bit more energy. I have noticed uh, having a little bit more of an appetite. Uh, I don't know if it has anything to do with how I'm feeling, but I will say that I am feeling better, and I have been taking these B vitamins. And you know what? If it doesn't have anything to do with it, if it's not medically accurate i don't give a shit hell no <laughs> i don't care and i want really want to thank uh the listener i don't i don't have uh, her name in front of me right now but I really you know who you are thank you for writing in about the b vitamins i've been checking it out and it's working out pretty good uh so i can say uh as far as uh, fish and chips, as far as your question goes uh about drugs and psychedelics getting you into the mess in the first place dude me too um I can definitely say that my uh, hardcore weed smoking habit that I had for, for many years, um, in which I- God, you know, I
1: forget sp- Weed Marcus. I met you as Weed Marcus. Yeah, you
0: totally met me as Weed yeah. Marcus. Yeah. I had like three bongs. It was crazy. <laughs> God, we, <laughs> so, we smoked so much weed. So much weed. God, <laughs> well, smoke weed. all I was like everyone's weed dealer. Yeah. Because yeah. I had the the delivery service hookup, so like everyone would come to my place uh, to get weed, and then we'd end up, like, smoking and hanging out and listening to music and having a pretty good time. But as the years went on, weed started affecting me uh, negatively more and more and more. It just upped my paranoia so fucking high. And it had always kind of hit me, paranoia, uh, here and there, like, throughout the years. But it was still—there was enough fun to overshadow the paranoia. And then the paranoia took over. Uh that does not mean that medication is going to affect me like drugs do, like hallucinogens do. Because pot is a, a hallucinogen, right? It's classified as a hallucinogen. I
1: thought it was a um, a like d- a, a the downy one, the a da- downer,
0: uh, a depressant. Depressant. No, it's definitely not a depressant. Not a depressant. I'm depressant. pretty sure uh, weed is uh, classified as a, a hallucinogen, oh. uh, and I can also get having a bad trip and having it fuck you up pretty hard, uh, which is probably what you're talking about. I had a really terrible trip in college that fucked me up pretty hard for a little while because I was taking shrooms, uh, at least a couple times a week for an entire semester, and then I finally had a bad trip where I smoked a joint with uh, my buddy Tom that was like a toilet paper roll size. I mean, I'm talking like this was the biggest joint I had ever seen, uh, and I also ate some mushrooms and had the worst trip of my life where I descended into hell through my toilet, but eventually rode out of hell on a space roller coaster. I mean, it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> it Sounds was, it, pretty horrifying and pretty great. It was pretty great, but that hell part of it really stuck with me, and it, and it fucked me up pretty bad. Uh, and it was soon after that that I had my first bipolar break. I don't know if the two are connected, but it is very possible that they were. Um, so... Yeah, I've gone through the hallucinogenics, I've gone through the hard, you know, the hardcore weed uh, habit. I'm definitely not going to say addiction because I quit weed so fucking easily. It was ridiculous. Uh, because yeah, weed isn't necess- necessarily addictive to most of us. There were no the
1: amount I used to, sm- and I oh. didn't really miss it. Yeah, I mean now I've been smoking more weed, but like I don't crave it. No, it's not like I got to have it, man. <laughs> I mean, as someone that was a speed addict for a really long time, yeah. you know, yeah, it's not the same.
0: Yeah, it's not the same at all. Yeah, or nor. Is it the same as my cocaine habit? Like, Mm. it's something that's totally different. Um, But just because you had a bad experience with that does not mean you're going to have a bad experience with medication. Nor does uh, it mean that you should equate medication to hallucinogens and drugs just because they have the same name, drugs and drugs. That does not equate the two. Um... And as far as you using breathing techniques and meditation, to be honest, it can only get you so far. Same here, man. I mean, for years, you know, doing therapy and also doing a lot of like the chaos magic stuff and doing a lot of uh, the writing that I did, it only got me so far. It only got me to a point of barely holding on, a point of management uh, that was not where I needed it to be to live a full happy healthy life. I needed medication to get give me that extra boost, just to pop me up to that level where I felt human, to where I felt normal, where I didn't have to depend so much on this other like constant maintenance type thing that really wasn't even working that well to begin with. Don't be afraid do not be afraid of medication. Uh, if you can, and you know, I'm talking to everybody else out there, if you can get over uh, your depression and anxiety uh, and all that type of stuff, I say... Try to do it without medication first. First, Try that first because if you can do it without medication, that's fucking amazing. It's great because, you know, you don't have, it's not anywhere near as expensive. uh, And honestly, you know, you feel a little bit better knowing that you did it all yourself. However, some of us can't do that. Some of us do not have it within us to overcome Biology, it's chemicals. Because that's what it is. It is biology. It is not uh, being weak. Uh, it is not having enough willpower. It's nothing like that. It is straight up biology. It is straight up chemicals. You can't beat diabetes through meditation. You know what I mean? Like, that is a medical type thing. Just like this is. You can't beat a medical thing just through um, you know, non-medical means. Uh
1: I, I don't know too much about this, but now that I'm thinking about it, it might be interesting for Fish and Chips to look into... What is it about, like whatever psychedelics, whatever that that you feel that you took that got you to that place? What does that affect in your body? How does it affect your body? What is changing? Like, what is it? Your thyroid? Is it your gallbladder? I know nothing. I'm by not, obviously I know absolutely nothing about this. But
0: is it your pooter? Is it your <laughs> is it your, your rumbledum?
1: <laughs> like the but if you look into what those affect and what it does versus what taking an antidepressant effects, what taking, you know, an antipsychotic dev- effects, anti-anxiety medication, looking at the difference in how it actually affects your body, I feel like would help you be okay with trying it out. Yeah. To see it's like, oh, okay, well it's not even going there. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's it's completely different in how it affects you and how it takes over. Even just to think of the plain fact that I mean you eat mushrooms and twenty minutes later you're puking or you're smiling. Yeah. And that's not how it is for taking mental illness medication that you need weeks for it to get into your system. So that alone, you know that it's not the same. Yeah. That it is different. And maybe thinking about it more in that just like basic terms will make you feel better about it.
0: hmm and, you know, some people, uh, you know, but hell, we're seeing studies now that, you know, shrooms help people with depression. You know, we're even seeing studies now that, like, microdosing LSD uh, is really helping people with depression.
1: Microdosing,
0: macrodosing. <laughs> so I'm not going to discount that stuff. I'm not going to say, and some people, weed really helps with their depression and it really helps with their anxiety. I'm not saying that it's one or the other. I'm not saying that you can either smoke weed uh, and, you know, do hallucinogens or you have to take medication I'm not saying that what I'm saying is that one thing works for some people and one thing works for other people and you got to find out which one works for you obviously for you and for me hallucinogens do not work they do not work for us got to stay away from them they're bad for us but for me personally and it might be for you too medication does work So you got to figure out which one you are. And you got to take the plunge. Just take the plunge. Just try it out. Just try it out. See what happens. uh, And and, make an
1: appointment with a psychologist. Sit and talk about it. Find out what it's going to do to you. And I think it will make you feel better.
0: I think so. All right, let's move on to our next letter. All right, this one is a little bit long, but we're going to go through it because I think this is an important one. All right, what are we going to call her?
1: Paula Abdul.
0: (laughs) Cause opposites (laughs) (laughs) attract, and you know
1: (laughs) it ain't even Oh, that cat! You saucy. (laughs) I love you, saucy cat.
0: (laughs) All right, hey Jackie and Marcus. I love you guys, and want to first say thank you so much for all your shows, especially this one. I've been wanting to ask you guys for help for a while now, and after a fight with my husband this weekend about this topic, I finally decided to reach out. Try to stay with me on this long question. We will.
1: I'm with you
0: With you My husband and I are approaching our five year wedding anniversary We got married young after college But the moment I met him I knew he was the one I never believed in love at first sight Or even marriage before I met him However there is one problem that you guys know a lot about He loves porn and masturbating I had no problem with previous boyfriends doing this, but in those relationships, we had sex multiple times a week. My longest relationship before my husband was three years with a happy couple handfuls of relationships. So I had some experience and didn't feel like I missed that boat before getting married. Now back to my current situation. We dated for three years before getting married. I found out pretty soon that he watched porn. I thought, whatever, everyone does it, even me. But I noticed our sex life was non-existent unless I instigated the sex. It's always great when we do have sex and he's the only guy to make me orgasm during intercourse. However, I want sex multiple times a week. at least once or a couple times a month, but we go weeks or a month without sex. My dumb ass thought maybe he was holding off for more sex once we're married and would lessen the poem. Not true. Over the years, my confidence in front of him has been erased. I never look at any of his devices, even when he offers me to use his laptop to look something up because it makes me sick to my stomach to always see porn on his computer. Obviously, he gets horny, but not for me. Half the time he instigates sex, we are stoned and or drunk. I've tried and tried talking to him. I've tried meditating and getting over it. I've tried to be the instigator, again, like the dating days. I used the last podcast on the left coupon to get a toy from Adam and Eve, but pleasuring myself is not not the same as human touch. I'm confident around other men and find myself flirting because I want some kind of attention. He never touches me or acts affectionately unless I say something. Also, whenever I've tried talking about the porn and how it has affected me in our relationship, he gets mad and says it makes him want it more. I know, Marcus, you mentioned on the last roundtable you had two girlfriends that didn't let you look at porn. I've told him he doesn't have to stop. He just has to try to work with me or I'm scared I'm going to have an affair. So what can I do? I get hit on by men all the time. I'm proud to say and know I'm hot. I'm approaching 30. It's the female prime. It's making me crazy how much I need a man. Masturbation is not enough for me. He has no reason to not be attracted to me other than the scary negative effects of porn addiction do you guys have any advice for how to talk to him or approach this situation without making him mad
1: leave him <laughs> i know that this is not I'm, not I'm not even saying this lightly i i i i know that sex is not the number one thing in a relationship but you didn't mention anything else, though. Yeah, it's fucking top three. It, it is. It is up there, and the fact that you have tried so many things—that maybe you know—if does he want to have an open relationship? Is that something that you can broach? That say, I need to have sex. I I have to have it. Is this something that maybe you can go from there? But the fact that when you bring it up, he gets mad about it, that obviously he's feeling shame and he's guilty about it, Mm -hmm. but he's not doing anything about it.
0: No, and she said, uh, she went on the letter, said, I've even asked him if we should end the relationship, but he doesn't want to. However, I'm not seeing any changes.
1: Then I think your options are broaching an open relationship if that is something that you guys can discuss, that you have to have this, or... uh,
0: He's not working with you. Or he goes to therapy. I mean, that he should sounds,
1: talk about this. It
0: sounds like if he's got an addiction this hardcore, and it also seems like, but well, I mean, maybe there's other problems here because she said that she opens up his computer and there's porn on it. That just shows us such an extreme lack of disrespect. It's disrespect. It's disrespect. You know, and that's the thing is that you know, me and my girlfriend were both very you know pro porn, pro masturbation. We both love it, but I always close out I close the porn it. that I watch. Yeah, I close it after because we you know share my laptop top, I always close out the porn just, you know, that's just out of uh, respect. It is, you know, it is it is. Even though she does not care whatsoever about me masturbating, but on the other hand, I don't do it that often. I do it like, I watch porn like a couple of times a week. It's not a problem like it is with your husband uh, who knows that it's a problem. He knows that it's a problem with you, and it is a huge point of contention between you, and yet he doesn't Even try to hide it Not that he should hide it But he doesn't even show you respect Of not having it right out in the open And shoving it in your face Because it seems like he's shoving it in your face Like yeah use my computer Oh sorry there's porn on there He's got a porn addiction Like this is a straight up addiction here
1: And I wonder. I mean, I don't even know if you know, but like, what is what kind of porn is he watching? That that I I don't think that has anything to do with your attractiveness, though. And but I say that, but of course, I would feel the same way. Any person would feel that same way because it's hard not to. We're human. Yeah. But but is there is there specific things that he's watching? What is he doing? But I think you're right, Marcus. I think he needs to talk to somebody. But I feel like with the way that you have kind of brought him to life in this email that he wouldn't be open to talking to anyone about it.
0: Now, it sounds like he doesn't think there's anything wrong with what he's doing uh, when it's obviously hurting you and it's obviously bothering you because it sounds like you've been pretty forthcoming with how much this is fucking with you. Uh, so I don't know if, it, I mean, maybe this is the one thing about him that kind of sucks, but it also kind of sounds like is that if he's this insensitive uh, and about this then there's got to be other shit it can't just be this
1: that's what i mean that's I mean, a, this I, is I,
0: just like this is hardcore character yes. flaw stuff here
1: yeah the fact that you can be with like that you that he's married to someone and he just isn't listening to you and doesn't give a fuck that he's upsetting you that is a much bigger deal than not having sex yeah that is that to me is a deal breaker that if if you don't respect me and you won't listen to anything i have to say even consider anything that i have to say then where do you go from here how do you make bigger decisions you know you're not even 30 yet Mm -hmm. how how do you continue what about you know are you going to have a family are you going to do like the, the bigger questions will arise and if he won't talk to you about things that's a huge issue.
0: Yeah, it's gigantic. And by the way, your sex drive is only going to get stronger. Mm -hmm. I'm with a 34-year-old woman right now. Oh, Lord. I mean, it is only going to get stronger as you get further into your 30s. This is not going to calm down. And you cannot be with a man who will not fuck you. You're going to go insane. You're going to lose your fucking Mind, And And some
1: people are okay with it, though. And that is okay.
0: Some people are totally okay with it. But if your sex drive is already high right now, it is only going to get higher. So you have to talk to them and say, either you fuck me or you leave me. That's it. Either you fuck me, you you leave me, or you get help about this. Because... He's not obviously not gonna get over this on his own. He obviously has an addiction uh, to porn and to masturbating. And you've also, I mean, but that's the other thing is that some dudes like masturbating more than they like sex. That's just how it is. So tell him like, like, listen, it's it's a, it's a lot easier, you know. And that's what you can tell him. It's like, listen, if you need a woman that just gives you hand jobs while you watch porn, there's that woman is out there. That woman is absolutely out there for him. He can find that woman. But you are a woman that needs to fuck. You're a woman that needs to have sex. Uh, and it's obvious that he's not the man who likes to fuck. Or he does and he's just addicted to porn and he needs to get over that. But there has to be a change or else you got to leave him.
1: Well, because that's what I, I wanted to offer—that maybe you guys watch porn together and you have sex while you're watching porn. But I, it seems like Paul Abdul is the kind of person that would have already tried this. Yeah. And and I feel like I don't know too much about porn addiction, but I feel like that it, it has to have something to do with you know being alone and that kind of thing. That he probably wouldn't want to share that yeah. with you, which is also again an issue that y- you don't want to share a big part of. Of your life with me, you know, and then that is, especially with your sex life. I mean, it's also, bar none. I don't know if that's the right term for this. Mm. He also just makes you unattracted to him, I imagine. Yeah. The fact that you're hitting on, I mean, it's like just for the affection, just to be, you know, even just grazed by another man that, like, this isn't attractive anymore. And that is also okay to accept. Mm. That I mean, as people grow up, this is something that you knew was an issue then, and you thought that it was like, well, we'll grow into this, or he'll grow past it. And he hasn't. It's okay that you have grown up and changed, and he hasn't. And if he's not willing to meet you there, you are well within your right to move on and find someone that will meet you at your level.
0: Yeah. And I would imagine you're married, and I would imagine that it uh, would—you might be a little bit reticent to uh, divorce him over this. It's hard. Over sex, because people are going to ask why you're— getting divorced and it's hard to tell people cuz he wouldn't fuck me. Uh and you don't have to. You really don't have to. You can just say like listen, it just didn't work out. Like we just are incompatible. Uh and things just didn't work out the way that I thought that I would that it would. We got married probably too young. We've changed as people. We've grown apart. So this you can keep this private. You don't have to worry about this type of shit. You Just have to make yourself happy Because obviously he does not give a fuck About your happiness
1: And you're too young to just lock in
0: Yeah and you, can't you know, just lock in. And,
1: and you know, marriage uh, divorce is expensive, but it will be worth it. And yeah. the freedom you will feel afterwards to make you feel because you haven't felt good. You need the confidence back. Need you Need that dick. To, you, you gotta get the dick. <laughs> but you also, it, through getting the, it is getting the confidence back, Marcus. But it is, it, it, it is, it, it makes you feel more confident in your sense of self and where you're going in life. It, that if you are with a partner that desires you, yeah, it is a big part of it. And I, you know, he sounds like an asshole.
0: Yeah, he does. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot you're not telling us about him, and maybe he's uh, a perfectly fine person otherwise and a perfectly fine partner otherwise. But it kind of sounds like that there's probably a lot more problems here that either you're not looking at, that you're ignoring, uh, or just aren't that big of a deal. But it seems like shit like this adds up, and it seems like shit like this just gets worse as you get older.
1: And something that that's... I feel like that it's a big red flag in a relationship. If there is a big issue that you are scared to bring up because the other person gets mad, mm-hmm. that is a red flag. Yeah, it is. It's huge and it's in your face, but it's hard to see it when you're when you're in it. But that is a huge red flag that if you're scared to talk to him about stuff, about anything. I mean, of course, you know, everyone's got their hot button, you know, you don't want to talk about someone that's passed or things like that. You know, but that's at the same that's time, different. that's different. If he is not willing to talk about this, that is, you, you shouldn't deal with that.
0: Yeah, that's a thing. All right, so it's up to you. It's up to you what, you what you want to do on this, but you got to do something. All right, that's so all we got time for this week on Sex and the Human Activities. If you've got a question or a comment for us, cavecomedyradio at com is the place to send it. Thank you very much for listening every week, and thank you to so many uh, people out in Chicago that listen to this show. We did a live show in Chicago last podcast, it, uh, and I had a ton of people come up to me after the show and said that uh, they said that this. Show is very important to them. It's very important to us as well. It really helps us out, too. Uh, So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for the kind words, and thank you uh, for supporting us just as much as you say we support you. Hakuna, fuck it! Make to be free, fucker!